0: Music Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. All right, monkeys, before we jump into the show, let's go ahead and get some of our contact info out of the way. If you'd like to contact me, I have a few different ways that you can do that. We have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-APE1, APE1, 206-745-2731. If you would like to record your own audio and have me play that for you on the show, or if you would like to write in an email and I can read that out for you, you can send that to me at thearmedape at gmail.com, all one word, DearmedApe at gmail.com. Over on the website, I have the Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube buttons. If you'd like to throw some financial love my way, there's a couple of different ways that you can do that. I do have a PayPal donation button. I also have an Amazon search box where it says help support the show. Basically, the way that it works is if you go through my site. So if you use that search box or if I've got a, a link to a specific product and you click on that and you end up buying it, Amazon basically gives me a finder's fee. There's no additional cost, so shipping isn't extra. There's nothing like that. So if you were going to purchase something anyway through Amazon, I would appreciate it if you could go through my site and again, kind of throw me some financial love. It does help support the show and it helps me pay for things like bandwidth for hosting and for domain names. I think that's going to do it. So let's go ahead and jump into the show. what's going on? Old Uncle Silverback or Uncle Chimpy, whatever you want to call me. I'm back with you. Or you can call me Tony. It doesn't matter. Uh, Anyway, today is Sunday. It's the 8th of March, and it's 2015. On the show today, I am going to be reviewing a movie that was uh, made in 2012. It's Indonesian, and it's called Ritual. Right now, it's on Netflix during the streaming. I don't know how much longer it'll be on there for, but before we get into the review, Uh, let me kind of give you kind of like the format of, of how I want to do the reviews and how they're going to be done uh, in the future as well for any movies that we talk about. I want the first part of the review to be pretty much spoiler free. So I won't really give or talk about plot points that happen on later in the movie or, or, or even things that where let's say if, if the movie was over or if we had talked about the complete movie, what I could say is, Oh, if you remember in the first 10 minutes, you know, Uh, person A was in a jet airplane. And so that meant that, you know, such and such and such and such happened. So what I will do is I'll talk to a certain point, trying to be as spoiler free as possible. I will then play the outgoing music or the ending music for the show. There will still be more show. So if you come back after, if you stick around after that ending music, I will talk about the rest of the movie with the ending uh, spoilers and all that type of stuff. So uh, you can sort of have it both ways. If you if you want to listen to the first part of the show, and you think, "Oh, that movie sounds good," or you can say, ah, "I don't really think I'm. I think I'll pass on that." Uh, or if it's one even you think you want to pass on it, heck, you can just listen to the rest of it. Uh, you know, if it's if it's maybe not your cup of tea or whatever, doesn't hurt to listen to the review the rest of the way. So anyway, that's what I'll do. So the, remember the very first time, if you don't want spoilers, even though there's going to be more show after. After the the ending music, the first time you hear the music, um, that's when you need to cut it off and not listen. And if you don't care about the spoilers, just you know, hang around. Once the music ends, I'll, I'll come back and uh, talk to you guys about the review about the movie some more. Excuse me. So anyway, again, this is the for the movie Ritual, made in 2012, and it is Indonesian. The movie opens up there is a scene out in the forest and all of a sudden a hand comes up out of the ground and a guy has been buried in a shallow grave. I think it's probably morning time, maybe early afternoon. Uh, The guy wakes up, he's in a panic. He finds, he pulls a cell phone out of his pants and calls up EMS and he tells him, Hey, I don't know where I am. I was buried. Uh, I'm out in the middle of the woods somewhere. Can you help me? And the EMS person is like, yeah, sure. No worries. You know, let's start off with what's your name. And, he goes to say his name but then he doesn't know it and he he just kind of hangs up the phone and what they showed on the phone when when they showed him calling uh EMS was that he was down to maybe very low battery so i can't remember if it was like 1 or 2% but what you knew is that the phone was going to die so that's how they are able to maybe kind of get rid of the to get rid of the whole i've got a cell phone thing uh so anyway he realizes that he doesn't know his name, and I'm sure he can remember other things, but he he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know why he's there. He doesn't know why he was buried. So he, kind of in a panic and in a daze, he starts wandering around. Well, eventually he stumbles across a cabin, and he goes inside, and when he first goes inside, the first thing he sees is there's a camcorder that's hooked up to a TV, and on it is a little yellow sticky note, and it says "Play me." So he turns the TV on. He he uh, plays the thing, and what he sees is uh, a guy in like doctor scrubs, like operating scrubs, and he's got the surgical mask, and he's got the like the thing on top of it, like the little you know the little thing on their head, little hat that they wear. And the guy is holding a uh, a pregnant lady and he's menacing her with a knife, and it shows him getting ready to stab the lady. He's bringing the knife down slow, and it looks like he might stab her in the stomach, and it cuts then to our main guy, and he kind of recoils in horror, but you you hear sort of the lady getting stabbed, and then it kind of cuts back to the thing, and you see that she's been killed on, on screen, you know, from what he's seeing, and he kind of starts to to get up and back away and he stumbles over something well and his hand comes up red with blood and sure enough it's the body of the woman that he saw on the tape and so he freaks out he takes off and also at the cabin when he first came up there's like a big gray suv looking thing that's out there and i can't remember if he kind of rumbles through it or if he just kind of kind of beats feet and, and uh and goes out of there uh, but anyway, he goes out and he's kind of wandering around in the woods some more and he stops for a rest, maybe just kind of gather his wits and then he, he I guess he, maybe he feels his wallet or something like that. So he pulls out his wallet and he finds an identification and the ID, it's a picture of him and it says John Evans. And so at this point, he kind of, it's emotionally too much or whatever and he just sort of kind of passes out. When he comes to, it's nighttime. So the sun has gone down He's still pretty panicked, and one of the things that was kind of funny is as he's walking around a little bit or more, and he's kind of in a daze still, he, he maybe thinks, oh, maybe I, I, I had a head injury, and so he slaps himself up you know, in the head a couple of times, and then he even goes so far as to ram his head up against a tree to try and knock some sense into his head, to literally knock sense into his head. And, of course, all it does is just sort of daze him, and he gets a cut on his head. So he he wanders around some more, and eventually he comes across a kind of a smaller hunting cabin type thing. And at this point, he knows or he thinks probably that there's somebody, maybe a killer that's out there, and, and the person on the tape is probably the person that put him out in the woods and buried him. So he doesn't want to just approach the cabin and go right in. So he picks up a rock and the first rock he throws, it kind of falls short and he misses. He picks up another rock and uh, and he throws that and that hits the door. And I kind of think that that was something that maybe happened during the filming. I don't think that was maybe something that was scripted out. Maybe it was, but I don't think it was. But it gave kind of like a real moment to the to the film a little bit. Uh, so anyway, the, the rock hits, the second rock hits the, hits the, uh, the cabin, nobody comes out. He doesn't hear anything. So eventually he goes in there and he, uh, is exploring and kind of looking around. He finds a lantern and, uh, he, he finds like this great big chest and he, he's looking in there and then he, he hears something and he see, he looks out the window and he sees somebody out in the distance. And so he, he knows that that person is maybe going to, he thinks maybe, well, Maybe this is the owner or maybe this is the killer and they're coming toward the cabin. So he, in a panic, he kind of looks for a place to hide and the only place that that he could really hide is inside the chest. So he gets inside this big chest and it's kind of like a great big giant, what you would think of like a cedar chest or something like that. But anyway, he's able to get in there and he hears somebody come in and he's kind of looking through like a little knot hole in the chest and all of a sudden, whoop, a knife comes through. And uh, of course he recoils back and then what happens is he hears the chest being locked and he hears a bunch of liquid getting poured on it. And then it sounds like something's been on fire. And then he also hears a person retreat and then lock the main door or you hear like banging, whether they're, you know, ramming something into the door or not. So anyway, he, he finds out very quickly that they've set the chest on fire. And what he does is he eventually kicks his way out of the chest and he, it goes to go out the front door, but it's, there's the flames and it's kind of blocked and he notices over in the corner, he sees light coming in and he's able to dig his way. The floor is dirt. So he's able to just kind of scrape some of the dirt, loose dirt around. And he's, he's a pretty slight guy. And so he's able to take his lantern that he found in the cabin earlier in the hunting cabin. And he's, he's kind of squirts out that, uh, uh that opening and he, he beats feet out into the woods again. So, um, at this point it kind of stops with him and we cut over to a young boy and a girl and she is saying to him, we have to find dad. And he's saying something like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I, you know, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's, you know, you can tell she's a little bit more in charge. You know, she's kind of leading the thing. Uh, but they're, then they're probably—I don't know—he's probably the boy's probably 15 or so. She's probably 16 or 17. Uh, they're right around that area, they're that age. So, so now it cuts then back to uh, to John. Remember, that's the guy. So, so we know his name now because he was able to see his ID. He is looking through his wallet a little bit more. Uh, and it's like, you know, you would say, well, wouldn't he have done that before? But maybe, maybe not, you know, because he's he's such in, a, in a, an emotional and kind of panic state that he's kind of finally maybe calming down and thinking, OK, well, I'll, I'll look through. And so what he finds is when he looks through his wallet, he finds a photo of the two kids that we see. And then he also sees the woman, the pregnant woman who was killed on the videotape and on the back it says, we love you, John. So this, he, he puts two and two together and he's like, oh no, this is, this is my family. And so he goes back to the main cabin. He finds his way back and he looks through the, the SUV that's parked out there. He doesn't really find anything that's of use to him. He goes into the, um, and back into the cabin and he rewinds the tape and watches it from the start and what you see is the video that he's taken of you know just like the family stuff and then the end of it right before the killer had taped you know at the end of the tape the last thing that he saw that would be kind of I guess you know quote unquote normal is he sees himself on the tape saying oh we're here on vacation this is where my wife wanted to come we're out in the middle of nowhere we'll you know, hopefully this will be fun. We'll see how it works out. Uh, and then it, you know, it cuts up, uh, or the next image you see, it starts up with uh, with the murder again of, of of his wife. So at this point, he hears something maybe outside, and so he 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 leaves the cabin. And then on the cabin, I think there was a knife or a machete or something like that that he gets. Um. And as he's, as he's leaving, he kind of runs off from the cabin. He rests up against a tree and all of a sudden, shoom, like an arrow or a crossbow bolt comes up right by his head. And then he takes off running again. And as he's running, he gets hit in, I think it was in his left arm. And, uh, he runs off and then he sort of, uh, you know, gets deeper out into the forest he ends up, uh, you know, you kind of get the scene of of him sort of patching himself up. He ends up having to push the bolt through his arm a little bit more, and then he breaks it off, and then he's able to, you know, pull it out, and then he, he binds up his wounds a little bit. Just You know, kind of does a real rudimentary thing. Uh, so at, at this point, we cut away from John, and we go back to the the boy and the girl, and the boy is kind of moping along, and you know, she's saying like, you're supposed to be the one who's the strong one. You're supposed to be stronger than me. And then he says to her, I I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can kill anybody. And so she's like, you can tell she kind of realizes, okay, you know, I've, I've got to take charge or nothing's, nothing's going to happen. You know, we're going to, we're going to die out here type thing. She takes him and, and, I don't know what you would call it. There's like a little gully or something like that. And she kind of puts him in there and there's some, uh, some trees or some branches and stuff that have fallen over this. So he's able to kind of get into the, uh, it's like a little hidey hole. Um, And so what she tells him is you stay here and I'm, I'm going to come back and I'm going to, I'll go find dad. I'll get him and I'll bring him back here to you, but you stay here. And if you hear anybody, that you think is dad, make sure that you know, it's dad and don't, you know, don't come out uh, until, you know, a hundred percent for sure. And then, so she takes off now at this point, it cuts back to John. And this is one of the things where it's kind of an homage a little bit to predator. What he's doing is he's yelling for the killer to, uh, to come out and he's yelling for like, you know, come and get me, come and get me. And he's also made, you see him a little bit earlier in one of the previous scenes, he's taken that knife or that machete that he's got and he's whittling some sticks and he's making like some sharp pointy sticks. And the implication is that he's made some sort of a trap. So that's, and this is where I'm going to kind of leave it. This has probably been about the first though, 30, 40 minutes of the movie. So I will go ahead and leave it here. There's a lot more stuff that happens for those of you guys that are going to be kind of leaving the review now, or maybe you're going to, you're, you're a little bit intrigued by it and you're going to go ahead and uh, maybe check it out on Netflix and then come back and then then listen to the rest of the review, which I hope you do. Uh, Let's talk about just some of the, the generalities of the movie. It is, like I said, it's an Indonesian movie. You can tell it is low budget. Uh, the acting in it is not Oscar-worthy acting. It's especially with the boy and the girl and some of the things that you're watching. It's it's a little wooden in places. The main guy, the the character, John Evans, it seems like maybe a little bit of his stuff is a little bit over the top with his acting. He's kind of chewing the scenery a little bit. But all in all, I would say I would recommend that you guys go ahead and give it a shot, especially if you have Netflix I'd say it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, So what I will do is uh, for you guys that are going to stick with me, you'll get a little bit more show for you guys that are going to maybe come back and revisit the the rest of the review a little bit later. uh, You're going to have a little bit of a shorter show today, Uh, but that's going to be, I think, kind of the nature of the beast of how some of these things, especially when I'm talking about uh, movie-centric things, and not not every show is going to be a movie review, uh, but I'm going to have a lot more of them in the future because I have a lot of stuff planned out. I think I talked about last week that if you wanted to send anything up on the Facebook page, you should go ahead and, and do that. I did put a list of some of the movies that maybe had some plans to, uh, to review those in the future. However, uh, so if you go over to the Facebook page and just uh, search for The Armed Ape and go ahead and like it, you'll be able to see... Uh, The list that I put up, there was on one on there that I am going to take out and it is called The Wall. I ended up watching that the other day. Oh boy, it was bad. The premise of it actually sounds pretty neat. The idea is that there is a lady that goes up and she's with some friends of hers. They're older and she's probably in her 40s and the, the couple that she's with they are in their late 50s maybe early 60s and they've gone up to a hunting cabin that the older people uh, own and then they're like oh we're going to walk down to this village that's you know just a couple miles away and she didn't really want to go and she was like ah oh, we'll be back you know before nightfall don't worry about it it turns out that the they end up don't they don't end up coming back and then the next morning you know she you know, sleeps in the cabin and she figures, oh, well, it just got too late for them or it was too far for them to walk. You know, they got uh, lost track of time and it got dark and they didn't want to walk back in the dark. And so the next morning she's going to walk down to the village that they had passed through and she gets to a certain point and boom, she runs into like an invisible barrier, like there's a force field and she can't get through it. So it sounds really intriguing, but the movie turns into a overly maudlin philosophical discovery journey of this lady. And it's just, you know, it's sort of the typical, I don't know how to say it. It's almost like it's the, it's the typical musings of somebody that's never been outside in their life. And that doesn't understand that, you know, that they can eat chicken in a restaurant But, you know, that chicken had to come from somewhere. Some animal had to give its life. One of the things she talks about is how she loathes having to hunt. She wished she didn't have to do it, and she'll do it, you know, but she doesn't derive anything from it, this, that, and the other thing. And it's just, you know, it's kind of syrupy, sappy, ultra left-wing, you know, hippie-ish kind of bullshit stuff. So anyway, I'm going to remove that from the the listener page, from the Arm Dave listener page over on Facebook. I'm going to take that one off. Let's see. I think I put the list up. Yeah, I did it. It's, it's a post that was dated, uh, like March 1st. Um, and I've got a bunch of different movies that, that are pretty much just ones that, that, uh, I know that I'm going to be doing. Uh, and so, and I, like I said, if you, if you before, if you guys want to add your own list, go ahead and post on the timeline there and, uh, put some movies that you want to do, or even if there was a series, one of the things that I do want to tackle in the future is the Cole check, which was the night stalker stuff, which was in the seventies. It started Darren McGavin. So, but anyway, I will go ahead and draw the show to the close. And, uh, like I said, come back after the music. If you want more of the review and, uh, you're not afraid of having the old spoilers sprung upon you. All right. Talk to you next time. Monkeys. So let's go ahead and pick up where we left off, which was John was uh, yelling for the killer to come and uh, he's got his little predator style trap all set up. We also know that the girl has uh, gone off looking for the dad. So looking for John. So, you know, he's been yelling and he hears somebody kind of coming up through the trail. And he springs his trap, and what he the way he's got it he's kind of got like a, a sapling that he had taken a bunch of his sharpened sticks and he had tied him to, and then he's got another some cordage that he had or some old vines, and so he's got like a spring thing that he's just holding on to. and then when he hears the person coming up, he lets the 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 uh, the cord go and wham you know it, it the sapling whips around and impales somebody so he he pops over. And of course, surprise, surprise! Guess who he has killed? He has killed his daughter. It, uh, you know, she's got like a chest full of the spikes and everything. And she actually had, I believe, a machete with her. And I think before he had just gotten a knife. I thought it was maybe a knife or a machete. I got some of the stuff kind of confused, um, just as far as you know when he gets this and that. And a lot of this movie because you spend so much time with him sort of running around in the woods. Now I have kind of condensed a lot of that when we're just talking about it, but there's a lot of him just kind of, you know, stumbling through the woods looking dazed and all this other stuff. So anyway, what he does is he, he takes an, an, the machete that she had and he goes off through the woods and we cut back to the boy, and we find that the boy has left his hiding place, and he finds his sister's body. You know, he comes, he's he's walking down. A, I guess it's like a main trail or something that's out in the woods. So anyway, he comes up. The boy comes up. He finds his sister's body. He, I think, he finds that he's got a, He's got a knife with him because she had left him with an actual, you know, like a big hunting knife, like a Bowie style type thing. Anyway, we cut back to John, and he's yelling for his son to come to him. He's like, you know, come to me. I'm your dad. Come here. And he is out in a, uh, in a clearing. And by this time, it's starting to get early, early, early morning. He's yelling and yelling and he hears kind of like this slow, stealthy sound. And so he thinks it's the killer and he whips around and Oh, Oh, guess what? Chunk surprise, surprise. He buries that machete right in his son's neck. Uh, so of course he's not too happy about that. And he wanders around in a daze. Now, You might say, well, wouldn't he have turned around slow or wouldn't he have made sure? But I think part of the thing was, is that if, if in his head, he thinks that his son would have yelled out for him, dad, dad, dad. And, uh, so I don't know. And maybe the reason that the son didn't say anything was because he thought that, uh, the killer might be around this, that, and the other thing. So, which actually you know we well i'll I'll save some of this stuff there's there's a reason why the sun doesn't say anything like the sun didn't go, Dad, Dad, it's me, it's me uh, so anyway, he John picks up his son, he wanders off in a daze, um, and then eventually he kind of hears this beeping, and he he goes toward the beeping sound and he finds an area where it is. You can tell that it's it's been freshly dug up, and he clears away some of the the dirt, and he finds an alarm clock that's going off, and then he clears some more dirt away, and there is the a body of a man, and in the in the uh, the the shirt is open on the man, and on the chest is carved into the body, it says "Go back to the beginning." So he goes, he he figures, well that's probably where I woke up would be the beginning. So he eventually finds his way back to where he, where he woke up and he kind of digs around in the grave that he was in and he finds a box and it says the truth is carved on it. And inside are two syringes. One of them is empty and one of them is full. And so he figures, Oh, I've got to inject myself. Now at this point, I think in his head, he doesn't give a fuck whether or not that's going to kill him. Or if the truth will be the release of death. I, you know, he's so he's so out of it that he does inject himself and he he has a pretty violent reaction. He throws up and then he passes out. Now, when he comes to, there is a a definite change in him. And this is something I thought that the actor did a, you know, did a pretty good job of doing because he's not panic, he's a different person his manner is changed he's calm you can tell that he knows uh what's going on and he he walks uh, very casually where there's a car that that he had hidden and what he does is he he uh he had like a bunch of that camo netting over the car he takes it off he then calls his what we think is uh is his wife and son he, and he's He's telling them that he's on his business trip and it went well and that he'll be back later that day or, or the next day. And then he gets in the car and he's driving back. So you're still kind of not sure what's going on. And as he's driving down the road, he sees a, a family going into another one of these kind of vacation cabins. And he sees a man uh, with his family and they're unloading the van uh, that they or their car or whatever it is, they're unloading it. And he stops, he cleans himself up, he, he changes clothes and then he approaches the man as, as he's going up and he's, he says to him, he engages him in conversation and says, Hey, me and my, my, uh, family are are just down the road from you. You know, my name is uh, John or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, the, the family of this new people, there's the man. And then he's got two teenage boys again, probably 16, 17 years old, maybe, maybe not quite that old he uh when john is outside with this new family he says well hey let me help you carry some of the stuff in so he goes in and uh, they're talking about oh we'll all have to get together and play like uh you know a football game which i don't know if they mean soccer or what what they're going to do but anyway he uh in in the um in one of the boxes there's a baseball bat that the the new family has brought in and uh, as they're putting stuff down you know the guys sitting there or they're all just kind of standing around. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, John leans over, picks up the bat, and just, bam, just smashes the dad right in the face. And, of course, the dad just, boom, he just drops like a sack of potatoes. He then drops the bat, runs over, whips a knife out, and, and grabs the mom. And then he's telling the boys, like, turn around, turn around, you know, do this, do that, and the other thing. And then what he does is he has some, I guess it's chloroform, and he chloroforms the mom. And then you can see that the boys are like... They're like really trying to work themselves up. You know, they're they're on edge. And then they turn and they attack him. And, of course, he just beats the shit out of the boys. And then what he does is they're all knocked out. What he does is he... He goes and he beats... Um, I think he... I think he, if I can remember, I can't remember. It's been, a, it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen the movie, so I can't remember that. But this is basically the very end of the movie. What he does is he goes over, and I think he chloroforms the boys. He then sets up on their, on their family video uh, tape. He's going through, and he's looking through it, and... He matches, he does like the face recognition on the dad and then he's able through the camera. Now this may be some movie bullshit. I don't know if you could ever actually do this on a camera or not. But what he does is he erases everything with the dad's face on it. He goes out and he records a message saying, Oh, you know, me and my sons are going to play football with these people down the road and this, that, and the other thing. And then he goes over... And he gets out like a uh, kind of like a muscle suit or a padded suit, and he gets out the uh, the, the doctor scrubs, and then he kind of revives the mom a little bit, and he sets up the video camera, the family's video camera. And uh, oh, before he does that, what he does, he, I think I, I don't I mentioned it or not. He meant he uh, he goes out and he records. Yeah, I did that. He records a message, and then the next thing he records is he actually kills the mother, and. Then he kind of wanders off and this is sort of in a series of it kind of cuts back and forth a little bit. What he does is he goes out and he digs kind of a shallow grave. He's got a thing rigged up to where he can with a tarp, he can pull down the stuff and it'll bury him. He injects himself and what he says when he injects himself is he says, um, wilder paranoid this time, please give me some motherfucking monsters. So he's injecting himself with something that has taken away some of his short-term memories and something that is going to make him very paranoid and kind of delusional, maybe hallucinate and see some things that aren't really there during this thing where, where it's kind of cutting back and forth. Basically what happens is he leaves a note for the boys and he also leaves weapons. He leaves a crossbow. He leaves uh, a knife. Uh, he leaves a machete and then he also leaves, in this case, he's got a pistol, but, and he leaves that, and he's kind of like, eh, what the fuck, and he leaves the pistol down with him too. And what you see is that it goes over to a note, and it says, if you leave the forest, I'll kill your father. If you, if you call the police, I'll kill your father. I have your father locked up somewhere. I have the key that's inside my body. You've got to come and find me and kill me, and then you'll be able to get your dad. Well, of course, what the boys don't know is that he basically beat the dad to death, took the dad out and buried him. And then, you know, I'm sure carved the same message, you know, go back to the beginning type thing. So the whole thing, and and that's kind of where it ends, um, that the boys are going to wake up, they're going to find this note, and then they're going to have to go out and try and hunt this guy down. Well, of course, when this guy wakes up, uh, he... He's going to be in a paranoid state. He's not going to know anything, you know, all this other stuff. So uh, also what he had did too, is he had called up his wife, his, his, I guess his real wife and son and said, Oh, you know, they, they want me to do this report. They want me to do this presentation. I'm going to have to be stuck here one more day, but I'll be back home for sure tomorrow. Uh, you know, or the next day. And they're like, I know you're disappointed. I love you. Bye. So this is the ritual that the movie is talking about. And now if we go back to the first part of the, or, or other parts of the movie, uh, when the boy and girl are walking in, in the, um, in the forest and the boy says to her, I don't think I can kill anybody. Obviously he had left them a note as well that said, you've got to hunt me down and kill me if you ever want to see your dad alive again. Uh, and that also, it, it goes to the point of he had, um, um, well, part of it, I'll, will talk about the, the boy and girl again first real quick. The, remember the part where she, if you've watched the movie where she has said, you know, totally make sure it's dad, you know, don't go up, approach anybody unless you know for sure that it's dad. That's because they think that dad has been kidnapped and they know that there's a killer. So she's telling him to be careful. That's also why when the boy is approaching John, that he doesn't say, dad, it's me. He's going, he's going to come up and he's going to try and kill him. And that's why he was trying to sneak up on it. Cause he knows that guy's not his dad. So and I, I guess that's maybe, I guess we can kind of draw it to a close there a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think if there's, Oh, well, well one other thing earlier in the movie and I kind of had glossed over it and some of the other stuff, he is sort of seen a figure out in the distance. And when, what you notice is it's the guy that he saw originally that John saw originally on the very first tape when we're first going through the journey with him in the part of the first part of the movie. And he sees somebody out there with a machete who's coming after him. Well, what he's, what he in reality is seeing is he's probably seeing that girl um, who is following him. Uh, And because he's out there yelling and doing all this other stuff, you know, it draws her into him. And, but in his mind, because he's taking the injection, he sees it as the guy that's on the tape. It's the reality is it's actually just the girl. So, anyway, now kind of like I talked about before I'd, I'd signed off the first time is this definitely is a low budget movie and the acting in it and, and parts of it aren't that great. Uh, it's kind of wooden in some parts. Having said all that, I would definitely, if you have Netflix, I definitely say to give it a watch. It's because of the low budget of the movie. I think they only had maybe one or two. They may have only had one camera rigged, that they could actually shoot, you know, that would be high quality enough to shoot for their movie. And so there is a lot of shaky cam with it. There is a lot of stuff where they're doing oddball angles and different things where you can tell it may be, at least this is my impression, it may be kind of a first time filmmakers thing, or they're trying to do things uh, uh, to push what budget they do have to give them uh, the movie that they've got. Now, I have a soft spot for movies like this. I have a soft spot for movies where maybe they're not the best acted. Maybe the the story I thought was clever. um, And it had something It had a little bit of holes and there were some things in there where I think continuity kind of got messed up a little bit here and there. But from my perspective, I thought that they had tried their best and that they were really trying to, to, uh, to put out like a good entertaining movie. And so for that, I can forgive kind of a lot of the, um, oh, maybe some of the subpar acting where I have problems with movies sometimes is where maybe let's say the acting is good, but the story isn't that great. Or like I talked about before in that movie, the wall is just kind of so pretentious that you're kind of like, ugh, I don't want to, I don't really want to watch that. But overall I would definitely say if you've got Netflix, go ahead, get it. Or if you've got Netflix, but only have the disc or if you could find it even on Amazon or uh, maybe Apple TV or something, I think it might be worth the rental or something. If you are only paying three or $4 or something like that, it's not too bad. Uh, definitely would be worth a red box if you found it there. So this was where I'm going to sign off my monkeys and I will talk to you guys next time. Oh, before I do that, I know I always do this stuff. I'm trying to figure out, uh, I don't know if, if, um, with Ken, if he'll be able to do maybe some of the future shows with me, I know we, we have plans for, I don't know if just his schedule is going to be able to do it, um, I, and speaking of schedule, I have got a lot of stuff that's coming up over the next couple of weeks. So I may be able to put, I, I don't think I'll be able to put anything out probably for the next couple of weeks. So I did want to, again, I did want to go ahead and put some stuff out. I think maybe the next one I might do and uh, see if I can't get Ken in on it or, or if uh, somebody else wants to, uh, uh, to do it, like I said, it'll be a couple of weeks, uh, probably not till, Oh, realistically, maybe like the 29th. I might be able to do one then. I don't know, Um, but probably not at least till the very end of March, uh, maybe the start of April. Uh, But the next one I'm thinking about doing is a movie called Dark Valley. It is sort of a a Western. Well, it's not sort of a Western. It is a Western, but it is done. It's a unique way that they do it. Um, It takes place in, I think, in Austria. Uh, and it takes place of course in, it's in the like the 1800s the late 1800s so anyway uh that will do it like i said maybe dark valley in a couple of three weeks uh, other than that i will talk to you guys later Guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it.